What up? Streaming from the beautiful FTJ Studios, live right now on a Monday morning. It's your host, Addison, man. Welcome back to another episode of From the Jump. Oh, man. Oh, man. Brady versus Mahomes. Did y'all watch the game? Did y'all see Brady versus Mahomes last night? Kansas City versus the New England Patriots. And that's where we're going to start out today's show. Shout out to everybody that's been listening. Shout out to everybody that's been downloading the podcast. We're streaming on all available services right now. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube, Podbean. Go tap in with us. We everywhere right now. We temporarily not on SoundCloud because, you know, they blocked your boy for a moment because I kept uploading on SoundCloud. But nevertheless, we are available everywhere. So definitely go tap into us. But I got to start off today. So I'm hopping straight into it. No long talking. We had to got to hop straight into it. The Patriots defeated the Kansas City Chiefs last night, 43 to 40. Now, on Friday's episode, I called this game to be 45-41. And yesterday's score happened to be 43-40. So I, I wasn't too off. And my assessments were absolutely correct. And, 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 and what I want to be clear about the Kansas City Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs are for real. Like, they are for real. Now, that defense is awful. New England defense is awful. But offensively, the Chiefs have it. And, and I want to start with Patrick Mahomes. And the reason why I want to start with Patrick Mahomes is yesterday he, 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 he showed me that not only is he an MVP candidate, but he's also for real in this league. It's very rare that we see rookie quarterbacks Go into Gillette Stadium, Foxborough, might I add, and go 23 for 36, 352 yards, four touchdowns, and two interceptions. Now, Kareem Hunt brought his game yesterday. We saw that. Tyreek Hill had a hell of a game yesterday. This dude is like a matchup nightmare. Like, he's a matchup problem on the football field. There's nothing that you really can do about him because he's undersized, and you can't really double him because if you double him, Kareem Hunt will kill you. And if you don't double Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey will get you. Of course, yesterday, he was kind of locked up yesterday. They kind of shadowed him yesterday. They pretty much made Travis Kelsey irrelevant in yesterday's game. Caused Tyreek Hill to get the football a lot. And so I, I, what, I, what I love about Andy Reid's offense is that it's not specifically for one guy. So this week could be Sammy Watkins. The next week it could be Tyreek Hill. The next week it could be Kareem Hunt. The next week it could be Spencer Ware, Sammy Watkins. You never know what this Kansas City Tyreek Hill Travis Kelsey. So you never know with this Kansas City offense who it could be week in and week out. But I just thought when this came down to it, it came down to Tom Brady. And, and Tom Brady made the plays. The Patriots made the plays. But now what I what I will say about Tom Brady is, and, and, and what I like about the New England's offense is that they've done this year, is I think they finally have a running back. I think they've, they for the years they've done it running back by committee, James White, LeGarrette Blunt, they've kind of rotated. But I think... They found one in, in Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle carried the ball 24 times for 106 yards yesterday and two touchdowns. They were saying, I think he was like the first Patriot in like a long time, I think rookie Patriot rather, to carry the ball for over 100 yards. I mean, that, that says a whole lot. Um, and again, James White was spectacular yesterday. Gronkowski played like a man. Hogan played like a man. Josh Gordon didn't play bad yesterday. He had five catches for 42 yards. So again, when we look at this New England offense and the same thing for the Kansas City offense, I, as I was saying throughout this entire game, Kansas City is going to be for real come December, January, then February, simply because of the fact that this team and this offense can travel on the road. We've seen a lot of high-powered offenses struggle come wintertime because of the fact that that offense can't travel on the road when you have to go to Foxborough and when you have to go to Lincoln Financial and you're not playing inside of these domes. What is that offense going to do? And we saw on full display last night, this Kansas City offense is for real. And this game was important last night off the strength of New England needed a signature win this season. They've they kind of been struggling. They've kind of been trying to find themselves. And they always kind of start off the season kind of slow. And then they pick it up 
as it goes on. But I think yesterday's game was huge for them because, again, they Kansas City came into this game yesterday 5-0. Kansas City was the hottest team in the league yesterday. And, and for the New England Patriots to beat them at home, let me know that New England is for real. But watch out for Kansas City. Kansas City got it going on. And then another important game that took place yesterday. Now, a game which I called yesterday, a game in which was really disappointing to me yesterday, was the Cowboys game and the Jaguars game. Now, if y'all didn't watch this ass whooping yesterday, the Cowboys defeated the Jaguars 40-7 in Jerry World. I mean, everybody on the Cowboys looked great yesterday. Dak looked great, 17 for 27. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. Ezekiel Elliott, 24 carries, 106 yards, one touchdown. Dak also ran for one. Cole Beasley, nine for 101, two touchdowns. Everybody on the Dallas Cowboys ate yesterday. And what we all saw a full display for the entire world to see is that it ain't the Jacksonville Jaguars defense that's struggling right now. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars offense. And we can all see two things transpiring. One, they really need Leonard Fournette in the backfield. And two, Blake Bortles ain't in at quarterback. Even going back to last year with Blake Bortles, you were able to get away with Blake Bortles. Why? Because you were able to run the football with Leonard Fournette. And then as a result, by you being able to run the football, those average receivers were able to make plays. Who is Jacksonville Jaguars' best receiver? Who is the best receiver? D.D. Westbrook? Keelan Cole? That's not beating New England. That's not beating the Kansas City Chiefs. That's not even beating the Dallas Cowboys for that matter. I mean, this Cowboys defense looked phenomenal yesterday against Jacksonville. And what I think is becoming more and more evident with this Jacksonville Jaguars team is that it ain't the defense. The defense can only do so much. After a while, by holding somebody, you can only stop somebody for so long if your offense is not scoring. There's nothing that you can do about it. There's nothing Jalen Ramsey can do about that. He was talking big noise before the beginning of the season. But that's what you're supposed to do as a defender, as a DB. You're supposed to let that noise talk. You're supposed to let them know that you're one of the best in the league and that you ain't scared of nobody. And yes, that Patrick Mahomes is good and Tom Brady is good, but Ben Roethlisberger is average and Joe Flacco sucks. Yes, that's what you're supposed to say. It's making it even harder for him to back up those claims because of the fact that this Jacksonville Jaguars offense is so bad. Now what's going to have to happen is they're going to have to get Leonard Fournette back and they're going to have to somehow, some way, figure out a way to generate points with this offense because what's going to happen is as the season starts to progress, that defense is only going to start giving up more and more and more points before at some point you start checking out. Same thing for the Giants. I remember the Giants had that stellar defense a couple years back, but the Giants offense was so bad and they couldn't put up points. At some point, your defense is going to just start giving up big plays. It's going to start giving up points. And we saw yesterday in Jerry World, and that's one of those games in which the entire nation saw the glaring issue with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Doug Marone and the Jags got a, they got a situation that they're going to have to figure out. What are we going to do with this quarterback thing? Because this ain't it. Blake Bortles, I know they tried to be nice. I know Jalen Ramsey tried to say the right thing. But look, we all know Blake Bortles sucks, and this offense ain't no good. But now, before we send it to the FTJ break, quick NFL score rundown recap of all the games. Starting off Sunday's game, the Falcons defeated the Bucks 34-29 in a wild finish. If you didn't see the end of this game, the hook and lateral pass from Jameis Winston to Mike Evans and offensive line to Deshaun Jackson. If you have never been a part of a game like that at the end of the game, those sucks. And I hate seeing Deshaun Jackson at the end of the game taking off his helmet in frustration because we all know being at the goal line at the end of the game like that, almost having a chance to win, is always the worst losing man shout out to the bucks but the falcons got a dub on this one now this whole entire weekend i went eight and five on my nfl picks i went eight and five this weekend a couple teams that i picked 
loss. But as we know, we got to start off Thursday night football. The Eagles defeated the Giants 34-13 behind a great game. Carson Wentz, we all know everybody showed out. Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, Smallwood, Clemens. Eagles on top of the Giants 34-13. The Seahawks defeated the Raiders yesterday in London. And, and again, this is the only takeaway I got from this game is my Raiders is going to be bad before we get good again, straight up. We on the rebuild mode, and it's okay. We trust in the process. We believe in Chucky. This is just year one. We gonna be all right. The Steelers defeated the Bengals yesterday in a wild overtime finish. Take a listen to this walk-off touchdown by Antonio Brown. Roethlisberger lets it fly. Oh, Antonio Brown is gone. Touchdown, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Brilliant. Say what you want to about the Pittsburgh Steelers. They struggled yesterday. Their offense didn't look good, but hey, they got it done. Steelers over the Bengals 28-21. The Chargers defeated the Browns 38-14 yesterday. I know Baker Mayfield, you know, is the quarterback of the future going forward, but 46 times throwing the ball yesterday was a lot against the Chargers defense. That actually is pretty good. Again, you got Duke Johnson, Carlos Hyde, Nick Chubb. Browns got to somehow find a way to run the football and also got to get Landry to football. More scores from Sunday's game. The Dolphins defeated the Bears yesterday, 31-28. The Vikings over the Cardinals, 27-17. The Jets defeated the Colts yesterday, 42-34. Redskins, after that butt down, that happened on Monday. Double back yesterday and defeated the Panthers yesterday, 23-17. The Texans over the Bills, 2013 Rams over the Broncos. Now, the Broncos were one of the teams I had on turning around Sunday that I thought was going to get a win this week. But they were close, but no cigar. 23-20, as I reported earlier. Cowboys over the Jags, 40-7. Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens actually quieted. The 4-2 Baltimore Ravens actually quieted the Tennessee Titans yesterday, which, I, like I said, this came to me as a shot because I thought the Titans were going to play a whole lot better. But, again, when you have only Mariota throwing the ball 15 times and when, and when Derrick Henry only carries the ball seven times, that's a problem for me. And, and as we all know, the game most notable that transpired last night, the Patriots defeated the Chiefs 43-40 behind Tom Brady's brilliance. Behind Tom Brady's brilliance, 24-35, one touchdown, no interceptions. As I said, Shani Michelle played great. Gronk had a hell of a game yesterday. Hogan played great. Edelman played great. It's like I said, when this New England team is clicking, there's nothing you can do. Defensively, they're bad. Like They're bad defensively. I mean, we've seen them get torched yesterday. Tyreek Hill put on a show last night. You ready, Playboy? Yo, turn it up, Slack. I can't hear nothing. Check the cable real quick. Is it plugged in? It's on. Check the cable again. Foot locker, discover your air. Yo, what? Yo, somebody's pranking me or something? What is this, yo? <laughs> Pager. This is so crazy. Oh, man, these are crazy. Are these Yes, sir. Going to be back with you in FTJ Studios live right now in FTJ Studios on a Monday morning, man. Hey, we're going up right now in the studio. Hey, shout out to E right now, the engineer. E, the engineer, be going crazy with the instrumentals. Always be picking out the craziest instrumentals, man. Hey, shout out to E for all the dopest instrumentals, man. But you already know we are live right now in FTJ Studios. We got to discuss all the college football picks from this weekend. Now, I ain't going to lie to you. 
I didn't do bad this college football weekend. Now, the NFL, I was uh, I was 8-5. You know, I, I didn't pick all that great. But college football, I went 10-3. I picked them pretty much spot on in college football. And the three losses that I had were the Penn State Nittany Lions. They lost to Michigan State. I picked that one. I picked Georgia over LSU, in which Georgia ended up getting beat by LSU. Getting spanked, by the way, 31-16. But quick score rundown of all the college football games from this weekend. Number 19, Colorado took on USC, in which my Trojans got it done. Hey, shout out to them Trojans, baby. Fight on 31-20. Number 23, UCF Bulls. Defeated Tulsa 25-24. Number 14, Florida over Vanderbilt 37-27. Minnesota and Ohio State. You already know how that went. Dwayne Haskins, three touchdowns. Ohio State 30. Minnesota 14. Tennessee over Auburn 30-24. Notre Dame 19 over Pittsburgh 14. Now, as I predicted on Friday, the number nine Texas Longhorns defeated Baylor 23-17. Now, even though we did see Sam Ellinger go out, we we did see Bouchelle come in the game and finish out this game. But now I told you, Texas is 6-1. Tom Herman got some magic cooking on down there in Austin, Texas. I'm just saying. The Oregon Ducks defeated the Washington Huskies 30-7 in the overtime thriller. Michigan State... I picked Penn State in this game. I thought Trace McSorley and the Penn State and Indian Lions were going to bounce back from last week's loss against Ohio State. We know, we all know the questionable call James Franklin had last week. And I thought that this coming up week, Penn State was going to bounce back. And again, Penn State was winning this game against Michigan State. But what I told my dad yesterday, shout out to my pops. Penn State is always one or two athletes away from being Big Ten contenders of the year. I guarantee you, if they had Saquon Barkley, this game on Saturday goes a little bit different. Now, on today's edition of the wrap-up, the Alabama Crimson Tide defeated the Missouri Tigers 39-10 on Saturday. And now, of course, we all saw Tua play a hell of a game, 12 for 22, 265 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. Now, of course, we saw that the Alabama Crimson Tide dominate this game from start to finish, offensive, defensively, special teams. Alabama was all over them. And clearly, right now, Alabama is the best team in the country. I mean, it's not even close. I think it's Alabama, and then it's everybody else. But now, what I will say about Alabama is it's in a peculiar situation right now because in the third quarter of the Alabama game, Tua was injured on a slide. Now, y'all take a listen to Tua getting injured on this slide in the third quarter for Alabama. Now we'll see if he's okay on the way up. Yeah, it's slow getting up. Still not off the turf. Now, I wasn't watching the game live, but I happened to click onto this game live when that situation happened. Now, when I saw this situation happen and I saw the injury occur, I said, oh, boy, this doesn't look good for Alabama at all. And the reason why I say it doesn't look good for Alabama is because, for one, Tua has a knee injury. And anytime as a quarterback when you have a knee injury, and though you are able to walk on it, it's still injured. And of course, I'm I'm hoping that it's not an ACL. I'm hoping that it's not an MCL. Maybe it's some ice, some swelling that could transpire. And then he's able to get ready to go back onto the field and continue his Heisman campaign. Because until this point, Tua has been the best quarterback in the country. So again, with this Alabama Crimson Tide football team, its own worst enemy is itself. But now with this two and two situation now, with him being injured, you have to be very careful on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Because what we don't want is we don't want to injure him even more. And two, we don't want to rush him back from the injury. So if that means we have to sit him for a couple weeks, so be it. And if that means that he can't play for a couple weeks, so be it. We still have Jalen Hurts. Nick Saban has to tread very lightly here. You have a franchise quarterback. You have an NFL quarterback. Tread very lightly. But we talked about a lot today on FTJ Monday's edition episode. Basketball is back this week. You already know we're about to get live. You already know it's about to get live. You know your boy amped up for the season. The Golden State Warriors, the Lakers, Rockets, OKC. Ooh! Celtics Heat. Ooh! 
Hey, I can't wait. Tuesday is going up. But you got to follow your boy on all his social media at From the Jumpman. I follow everybody back on there. New podcast coming this week. New videos coming this week. Y'all definitely stay tuned, man. It's your boy. We out.